By pressing play, you've been transported to Escape Velocity, where the random and ridiculous thoughts expressed here do not reflect the views of the store or the employees. There will be no apologies for the things said today by your hosts and their guests. With that being said, enjoy the experience. Yo, how's everybody out there doing? Hola, but I used that one already. So, what's up? Who says you can't repeat words? I did. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> I know why you're talking like this. You're hot, nigga. Hey, guys, you know what it is since you press play on whatever device you listen to this shit on. And it's going to be another episode of Yo, Yo Where the Caps is at? Where they at? Hey, where they at? It's another Monday. I'm asking you where the Caps is at? Where they at? Where they is? And guess what this is? The podcast business. Nasty with it. Coming down. Recyclable. You're trashy with it. You ain't fighting, um, bro. Word. All right. And as always, I'm yours truly. Kels for show. A.K.A. Lego. My swag, yo. And with me always is my bro host. You know, the young Toby in the game. The one that runs the Chia clan. Roscoe Tenkoya. That's nasty. Hey. <laughs> people gotta die in these streets. True. And with us today, we have a very special guest, an actual listener. Like, she listens. She can tell me things about podcasts. When people are like, oh, you got a podcast, I know. Have you listened? No. But she says, yes. It's true. I'm a listener. See? I'm not just lying. I'm lying, though. Can you, can you, can you pull the gun away from her, Kelsey, and let her, let her say it again? Hey. First Amendment, hey, baby. Hey, I was, I was saying that I, I put cream cheese in my mashed potatoes. Yes. Right? It's yes. So now, now, once now. Once you go to mashed potatoes with cream cheese, you can't. You There's. Can, it's not the you same. You can try other mashed potatoes without it, and you're like, cool, it's this is boring. This is boring it's as boring. fuck. One, our special guest is Melanie. Hi. Second, Daniel is here as always. You know our Freddie Vincent. And uh, third, this ain't y'all two podcasts. We ain't know, talking about cream cheese and taters. It's haters. But I'm glad y'all have that connection, though. Bird is bond. <laughs> See, this is why I love having a job that's not a job, but also is a job, because you are your own boss. Ain't you just gonna do shit like this? God bless. God bless. Uh, so, uh,. What's been popping? Oh, are we talking about what's popping? And for all our first-time listeners, what's popping is a segment when we talk about all the news and headlines and geek them and pop culture. So just going off the gates, we're going to talk about a little show that's based on a little trilogy that came back in the 90s that made every black kid in the hood want to be a hockey player. Oh, is we going to talk about the we, ducks? Them ducks. Quack. MD. Quack. Oh, Quack. Not medical drugs. Quack. We getting a series. Yes, first off, the Mighty Duck series has been in the works for the last four years. It was rumored to go to Freeform back when it was ABC Family. Say word. We talked about this, but it was I many bumps ago and many blunts ago as well. Many, many blunts. Yes, yeah, so that series is officially coming sometime later this year. Disney Plus and Emilio Estevez will be back as Coach Bombay. Whew. And there's going to be some other original Mighty Ducks coming back to reprise their roles. On the series as oh, well. Oh, yeah, because we did say, what if Coach Bombay's the old man from uh, Mighty Ducks now for this new Exactly. Show? Like how he made him the jerseys in D2 and, and sharpened his skates and told him, like, yo. And Coach Bombay got the funds. He was like that Alfred. He was their Alfred, but yet he, you, Coach Bombay paid all the money on him. And speaking of Mighty Ducks, Melanie, are you a Mighty Ducks fan? Um, I haven't seen Mighty Ducks since I was a child. I haven't, but. I so mean, did we. Well, yeah. actually, I mean, for me, it's been like maybe, <laughs> for me, it's been like maybe because we, we are a slightly um, different in age. 
So what do you remember about Mighty Ducks? Was it just something that was on or did it instill some type of energy into you? Some type of feel goodness? Uh, Mighty Ducks was not one of the show, one of the movies that I like related to as a child that I found was like inspirational. Um, I liked other movies like The Sandlot. That was more of a okay, cool. Type oh, of movie. All right. Why was that? But What's the difference between Mighty Ducks and Sandlot? I don't know. I was don't it the Hispanic was. representation? I guess so. Maybe it was what more the relatable. I, it was more relatable because I didn't. I there was no way I was going to be a part of something that my parents had to spend a ton of money on, like hockey. True. So oh, you was thinking ahead of the game. All right, cool. So I was like, I, that's I not something that I can exactly. relate to. I know, knew I wasn't going to be a Mighty Duck and being away from my yeah. Exactly. <laughs> being away and out of the way was like more like it, and so that was why I guess the Samurai was more relatable, but. That's always a classic. I love it. I mean, Word. I knew I wasn't going to be a duck, but D2 had him rollerblading, and I knew I could blade my ass off. Hell yeah, because like, I knew, like you said about your parents spending all the money, I knew I was going to be a hockey player because that was some white shit. Like, no, nah, we ain't going to drive in this cold and sit there for all that shit. You can't even skate on rollerblades, roller skates. So you definitely ain't going to get no blades, boy. So it's like one of those things that you know as a kid, but you're still like, yo. But if I had the opportunity, <laughs> that would be, oh, cool. be dope as fuck. But that's what's up. Like, no, Sandlot, Sandlot is an OG classic. And I'm pretty sure that's going to get remade or become a new Disney Plus series. They're making a Disney time. Plus series for it, actually. I'm pretty oh, sure. James Earl Jones could also come back and reprise that. Reprise his role as that character in that movie also. And since we're talking about TV shows and things, um, Blizzard hasn't been officially announced, but they... But uh, the head of Blizzard's entertainment department, on his leaking, uh, it's just been said that he sold the rights to already finished Diablo, and they're working on a animated uh, Overwatch. And it's also been announced that the Call of Duty live action movie has been put on hold due to the fact they just got one of the writers for the Joker movie. So chances are they just he's gonna be the head writer. So they're just gonna. Uh, Wait till he's finished doing whatever he's doing with that to start working on the Call of Duty uh, live action movie again. Word, that's what's up. Um, you would bring it up, Call of Duty. All right, that's what's up. Speaking of video games, let's talk about the Avengers game because it's coming out September fourth. That's gonna be a birthday present for myself. I've been waiting for this game for since it was announced last year at E three. Oh, and this is gonna be your first Square Enix game. Yes, because I didn't Whoa. fuck with. Yeah, I didn't fuck yeah, with Kelsey, Kingdom Hearts. Kelsey's uh, only watched us play Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. So this and is sometimes about- late night, three a.m. in the morning, I will go on YouTube and go into a rabbit hole of just Kingdom Hearts cut play scenes. And story arc videos, and yes, I know the canon. So, did you watch the? Because this is my question: Did you watch the um, the intro video for Kingdom Hearts three? I seen it, but I couldn't tell you. Because that shit is the most anime thing I've ever seen. With the oh, it's the, with they the Skrillex do too song. Much for that first for that intro. Yo, like, I love it. It's it's great. Literally, I had to try to explain one of my friends who's never played a Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> That I'm like, maybe the intro is going to explain it all. Also, maybe and jumping into look, the third one isn't a good idea. But I mean. Hell no. He's an Xbox player, so, you know. Oh, you wanted them. If you never played <laughs> on PlayStation nor knew about it and wasn't in the Japanese RPG games. His own, like, literally, he, I got him into Final Fantasy XV, forced him to finish that, and then he heard me and my homeboy talk about Kingdom Hearts, so he wanted to dive into Kingdom Hearts. And that's fair. Word, yeah. that's what's up. And um, it also... Also, if you have a PS4, you can um, enter the beta if you pre-order the game. 
They haven't announced that for Xbox yet, which makes me kind of upset. Um, it's most likely not going to happen because reason being, Square Enix has a deal with PlayStation because Final Fantasy VII Remake isn't most likely going to come out for a whole year because it's not dropping day one. So chances are PlayStation got a deal to get the beta exclusive for them as part of a deal. But also, that's what I love about life because just because something's not likely to happen does not mean it, it cannot happen. happen. True. So that would be a, pre- a pleasant surprise if that shit did occur because that's like one of the reasons too. Like I was planning on getting the pre-order. Like they got to be some perks. They got to be a I beta. Mean, but at the same time, there is just not for the Xbox. So it's yeah. whatever because at the end of the day, I'm still going to get the game I'm, regardless. The so. only reason why I'm saying that could happen is because it happened with Monster Hunter with the Iceborne jump off. PlayStation got a beta, but Xbox never right. had one. Hell yeah. That may be some just some algorithm shit. Like, who's more likely to buy this game? People on the PS4 versus, like, so let's focus the beta on but this. They also, it could be a, but yet, also, it could be because of, you know, two games from written, I mean, made overseas, and overseas PlayStation sells more than Xbox. That's why, that explains why um, Street Fighter Five is only a, a PlayStation exclusive right now. Yep, yep. For the last fucking four years. But, um, yeah. And, um, segueing from that, going on to something else. There was a little movie that came out this weekend. That might have broken what is known as the video game movie curse. Exactly, which is weird because you just showed me an article when it said this movie was about to fucking flop. But it did not. Oh, I literally looked at it I'm like, that's quick to judge. For real, like, it's literally Friday at 1 p.m. Like, <laughs> so you already calling the movie a flop. And that movie is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. Did you get an opportunity to see Sonic this weekend, Melanie? No, but I have seen a lot of advertising advertising for it, and it does look really good. I'm glad that they took the time to redo um, what they needed to and make it more realistic and more um, in tune with the video game character. Like, the people have spoken. It wasn't the right Sonic, and now we have the right Sonic in. So I'm excited to see the movie. And I would definitely recommend, if you were thinking about seeing the Sonic movie, go ahead, go ahead and do that shit. That movie was good. I'm going to be honest. They tug at your heartstring in the first, like, five minutes. And then it's just like, all right, I'm invested in the Sonic's life now. And from there on, it's just like, oh, cool. It's a kid's version of Deadpool without being Deadpool-like. That's what it kind of feels like. It feels like a Deadpool movie, but for kids without blood, gore, and but still all the silliness and funness of a movie. Action movie. Hell yeah. Like, I definitely... <clears throat> Jim Carrey stole the show. I won't say that, but Jim Carrey was Jim it's, Carrey for all us old old people out there, the 30s and above, that love Jim um, Carrey in the 90s. He's in classic form with this shit. It's one particular scene, too, when he did was doing a dance sequence, and he, did, and he acted like the, his head was chopped off. I'm oh, like, yo, he scene. killed that shit. I'm that, like, yo. That part, that dance sequence, and just like his mannerisms is sells it. Hell yeah, I'm like, yo, y'all might find me at Blondie's doing that same move, because I've been practicing that hoe. But yes. Really? Yeah, oh. No, no, not literally. That was a joke. I know. But part of me is like, don't, because I didn't, because I knew that I would. <laughs> Just like a woodchuck. Because if a woodchuck could chuck, would, wouldn't he? Thank you. <laughs> but yes, guys, long story short, no promotion. We're not getting paid by Paramount or Warner Brothers or whoever made that movie. Or Sega. I wish they would have just went, Sega! 
It sounded like... They did that shit real low, but I thought it was... I don't like the fact that it was real low. I personally would have just liked the whole Sega call out. Or like... Regular note. Or like how they used to do in a Sonic game originally. He'll... Sega and he'll spin out and he's just like... His little oh Sonic yeah, he song. was the only yeah. one that when he spun out that. Because Sonic was is Sega, different. he he's the Mario to this shit. Mm-hmm. Word. Speaking of Mario, and then somebody else that name that starts with an M, Mark Hamill. Yes, that Mark Hamill, aka the Joker, will be voicing Skeletor on Kevin Smith's He Man Netflix series coming sometime this year, towards the end, or maybe mid um, this time next year. So yeah. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because Kevin Conroy is back on it. I can't tell you who he's voicing right now off the top of the memory. But I want to say Beastman or Man at Arms. And the boy Kai from Originals, Vampire Diaries, Yes, and Legacies. He's voicing He-Man, a.k.a. Prince Adam. Also, there's like a slew. Oh, shit. Chris Summers will no, be doing Cersei the No, Cersei Ass. Cersei Ass is voicing Evil Lynn on the series as well. Cersei's going to be on Cersei's there? Cersei's in his motherfucking ser- series. The oh, series with Cersei. That's She's in his bitch. Yes. I was so mad when I read that shit. I'm like, this bitch. Oh, I hate her. I, I hate lie. her. Ever since she, she will always be a, a cunt. She <laughs> killed Summer or Shadow or one of them white wolves that was named after something. <laughs> right, that still hurts me too. And that was a high five, guys, because <laughs> this is a audio medium. But yeah, she's on there. But the voice talent is a plus. Yeah, this shit's about to be a ball. This is about to be great. But yes, that He Man shit's coming. If you fuck with He Man, hopefully you watch the Shiro series on Netflix. Also, is dope. But if you're also into those retro animated series, watch Voltron on Netflix. Amazing, classic. And speaking of Netflix. Did you see the anybody see the teaser that came out this weekend? Oh, what? oh yeah. Oh, uh, one of Netflix, yeah. if not most popular TV series, uh, Stranger Things. Oh or- yes, I did see that, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm even more hyped. Have you seen Stranger Things, Melanie? I am still catching up on Stranger Things. I love it, but it's still I'm I'm slow moving. Word. Sometimes you guys. Not, no, wait, 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 wait. Not everybody got to be a cheater and not everybody got to be a snail. You move at your own pace because there's only one end to this race. I'm just saying. Savior it. Take your time. Exactly. Because you don't get there, it's going to be good. But where yeah. I was spoiling this, a certain character that most people theorize will be popping up in this trailer pop, pop the fuck up like trailer. a pimple on prom night. Just like, hey guys, I'm here. I'm like, a doy and the Hellboy thing. flop. So of course you got to come back and get this check. And the thing that I did like is the fact that they titled uh, Love from, is that they titled the teaser trailer Love from Russia. Of course. Which is also kind of a hint on the last final scene from last season. And also will set you up for the idea of the theme of this set of movies because it's like the 80s theme from Luster with Love is a James Bond movie. I'm not that familiar with James Bond, but just the fact that they named it this. I'm pretty sure it came out in the same year as this series is going to be based in. So it's quite possible we at least get a James Bond reference. And if we do, will this season be more espionage spy movie classic than a typical sci-fi, sci-fi horror, horror classic? Ooh, that would be a nice spin on things. Because maybe, maybe that character that we're talking about, spoiler alert for nobody that hasn't seen it yet, I'm not going to say his character, but maybe he's going to have to be on some double seven shit to work his way out of the Russian, also, was it a goulash? And Gulag. also, too, wasn't that, and that could have worked. Goulash is a soup. Word. <laughs> I thought they called it, because isn't that, isn't yes. that soup, sir, cold? No. 
Well, I'm thinking That's about... That's Ah, thank you. Thank you. All right, word. <laughs> and also, it kind of... The more you sense. know. <laughs> and also, what kind of makes sense is, too, during that time period, horror movies were, going, were fading away and the spy movies were coming in and starting to rise. That's true, too. Word. So... Moving on to music, I'm just going to talk about a couple of albums that came out over the weekend that um, I fuck with. By fuck with, I mean listen to. And that will be A Boogie with the Hoodie, Artist 2.0. If you're an A Boogie fan, he's a he's dope. Like, if you're a younger cat that's listening to this shit, you already fuck with A Boogie. You already know it because I fuck with A Boogie. He's a newer rap artist that has more of the singing versus rapping melodic tone to his rhymes. And it's like one of those things, like back in the day, we would consider this uh, person a, a traditional rapper, but he's an artist. He makes the music for what it is. He makes his music, and it's good music. And he's from New York, so he knows the love of the music. He just ends up knowing, growing up from a generation where the Southern music was one of the leading things, he just incorporated with his New York uh, living. And A Boogie. With the hoodie, you heard his songs before if you listen to the radio. I don't listen to the radio. I just find music when I find it. But you know who he is. And I recommend the album if you're a fan. If you're not, listen to our playlist. It's going to be YWDCA2 for this month. Most of the albums that we talk about, there will be at least one or two songs on the playlist to give you a type of, a type of vibe about the album. And, of course, the playlist is for you to see what we're listening to and get a vibe of the show. So if you have multiple multiple devices like I know you do, play the playlist low-key on the low while you listen to this. And you kind of get to understand the vibrations that we put out here into the ether. Uh, Melanie, are you a Justin Bieber fan? Um, Yeah, I like. I mean, kind of, I guess. I don't hate him. I, like, I generally like the stuff that I hear on the radio. Or- Word. But, but you're don't. not you're not as invested in him like you are with Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes, I I love me some Taylor Swift. T Swizzle. So, yeah. Did you watch her documentary on Netflix? Yes, Miss Americana. I have not watched that yet, but one of her songs from that shit is on the playlist. So if you haven't listened to the playlist, there's a reason for you to listen to that shit. Okay. We got a little bit of everything for everyone. Yeah, like Ali and AJ came back with new music. So uh, that's about all I can <laughs> recommend. But yes, Justin Bieber album is good. But it's one of those albums, like, he's not doing anything new. If you heard Yummy, his new single... Isn't, like, most of all his songs sound kind of like that? That's what I've been hearing. No, no, that's what I literally told you the other day. Oh. <laughs> you heard that from me. You and... <laughs> what you call it? Uh, yeah, so... He made this more R&B contemporary album, and it's good. But it's nothing different than what Chris Brown... Or it ain't no big time rush though. No, no, it's not big time. It's no different from what like right. Chris Brown is doing. From um, shit. And yes, people, if y'all heard me saying no better than a big time rush album, because big time rush bang. And if you listen to their arm, their albums, they're more nineties R and B black boy band than they are just a Nickelodeon boy band. Well, I was like, what I was trying to say is Justin Bieber isn't doing anything new, a la Chris Brown. You also have Tory Lanez. You also have, also have Jacquees. You have The Division. You have Bryson Tiller. The Division? You mean The Weeknd? No, Division. Oh, oh yeah, The Division. Division. OVO. OVO's um, R&B, R&B group. group. And also you have, like, um, I guess I didn't say albums? Oh, yeah, Eric Bellinger. Like, he's doing, like, what a lot of R&B artists are doing. But I think people are used to a different sound from Justin Bieber. So it's going to be 
Like, oh, oh, he's doing something new. He ain't, but it's still good, though. So, shout out to Beads. One of my favorite alternative um, rock indie groups, um, Tennis, dropped a new album called Swimmer. Then I discovered two new bands for myself personally this weekend. One's called Beach Bunny, and it had an album called Honeymoon. And another group was called Summer Camp, which dropped an album by the name of Romantic um, Comedy. And that's the one you had me listening to, right? No. Not that. I probably had you listen to Big House, uh, Beach House of, or Big Moon. Alright. Yeah. But um, they're both um, any rock groups. They're cool. They chill. I fuss with it. It's kind of more of a low vibe feel. So, um, yeah, definitely check them out if you respect my musical taste so far. The Baby dropped a new single, Shut Up, after they found out he had a baby, baby. with another baby mama. <laughs> they was trying to keep on a low, but guess what? His, but his baby mama put that out on blast. When it rains truth, the truth, truth will grow from that dirt, baby. <laughs> it will. <laughs> All right, Tupac. Hey, yo. All right. <laughs> Marin Hill dropped a new single today. Called What It's Not, and it's more chill than her normal, um, I would say, EDM influenced up tempo songs. And also, the Trap Guys themselves, the Migos, Travis Scott, straight up, and Young Thugger, 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 got a single out called Give No Fuck. Because guess what? When you're rich, you give no fuck. Especially in Atlanta, when the property value is so low, you can buy how many AR 15s that you want. Popeye's always got a chicken sandwich on deck. <laughs> but it is, though. It is, though. The South. The South, baby. And that's going to round out um, Yo, What's Poppin' today. And we're going to get into the segment that we like to call Yo, We Geekin' Out. Yo, We Geekin' Out is a segment where we dive into a subject specifically tailored to our guest today. And, Melanie, this was a show that you love. So I'm going to let you start us <clears throat> start off Start us off with Dollface. Yes, Dollface. It's a series on Hulu, and it's got Kat Dennings and Shay Mitchell and um, Brenda Song, um, which are three of my favorite characters right now. And Um, also Esther Povisky as well. Yes. Um, So Jules, uh, Kat Dennings, the main character, and she's going through a a breakup, and um, it's just a really funny... um, interpretation of a woman trying to seek the shelter of her female friends and the importance of having female friends during uh, during your life as a woman. And um, there's a couple of cameos from some pretty awesome people. Yes, they and are. It's, <laughs> and it's just a generally funny show. Um, <clears throat> just about when... If you're looking for a strong female character that's hilarious, Kat Dennings, I mean, she has all of the sass that... Two Broke Girls had, if you were a fan of that. Um, she has the same um, sarcastic charm that she had then, and she usually always does. And, of course, she's gorgeous. Um, and there's just a lot of funny, quirky um, things about the show. I mean, the first ten minutes had me laughing, and I was just hooked from there. Um, the the revoking your card as a woman, that was hilarious. And Yeah, I definitely could relate to that, because sometimes I get my black card <laughs> revoked. So I know... When the group you're a part of, like, you know what? You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. We don't need that privilege back. Right. And we all have privilege, people. It's not just privilege to the whites. Just want y'all to know that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, and 
it's kind of funny because um, as somebody who was going through a breakup at the time that I was watching the show, um, it was it was just really relatable because it was like you knew it was for the best and you could see the character growing. So you, you learn to love her and um, just all of the mistakes that she was making and uh, and just watching these friendships grow and just uh, looking for strong female bonds. It's just really fun and um, fun to watch. Word. All right, Ross, what about the show that you like? Well, besides, uh, you know, the chance of seeing Brenda Songs because she's one of my favorite female actresses, alongside with Kat Dennings and Shay Mitchell. Um, I would say Eliza popped out for me in her playing Izzy, which kind of makes me like want to go back and see some of her old work since you know her dad claims literally one of the funniest things is after watching this and doing research for this uh, is that uh, her, in real life her dad like when she got the role he literally said. Another loser girl trying to cry for attention about his daughter getting the role of this character. And that's what he thinks of his daughter. So, like, it's kind of funny that she's, like, she kind of jokes around with us, like, yeah, I always grew up, like, always wanting attention, feeling like a little loser girl. And just hearing my dad always saying that is kind of funny because that's about all the roles I play currently. And, but, yeah, it's just a nice little old funny girl empowerment show that's comedic which personally i love mostly that's why most of my shows are kind of like this new girl parks and rec uh two broke girls things i like i i don't know if you guys are if you follow brook or watch brooklyn 99 she was in brooklyn 99 as gina's um assistant mm-hmm. in Ooh. one episode Captain. esther i didn't crazy izzy uh yeah um, and she plays Gina's assistant, and uh, she's like, "We've been told to insult Amy at any given opportunity." Season two, right? I can't. Remember I won't say. Exactly, yeah, it was early. Yeah. yeah. So you tell me. So you're saying she was basically playing Izzy before she was playing Izzy? Because it seems like she's the type of character that kind of played the same. Oh yeah, the glasses. Like oh, she had glass. Oh, she was, yeah, she was in, in it. In it. Yeah. yeah. Word. So what drew me to um, Dollface? Obviously, was Cat Dennings. I've been a Cat Dennings fan since. 40-year-old virgin. If you listen to the special Valentine's Day episode, Nick and Nora's Infinite Infinite Playlist is one of my favorite movies of all time. Not since before, not Big Mama's House? That was when I became a fan of her. She didn't even have a real role in Big Mama's House. She was the daughter that he was protected. I remember Big Mama's House about Martin and his son. It's either one or two, but he was... (laughs) She was in one of them and he was protecting her. Word. And I want to say it was one because she was playing the. Teenage. It wasn't one. It definitely was he was not playing one. The te- she was That's playing when Terrence Howard was in it, and he wanted to get his son back. Well, then it had to be two because he was pro- whichever one he was protecting the little girl. But yeah, she was in one of them. Word. All right. Cool. The more you know, you learn something new every day. Yo, Joe. All that shit. No one's after battle, right? Cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, because Doll Faces is one of those series that's smart well written and just always makes me think about is this what the current generation is going through because they're playing younger women but at the same time I know they're in age of my contemporaries but at the same time I know younger women I have younger women in my life so as soon as I got done watching the series I'm like yo is there something funny? Yeah. Yeah, because you Word. said I got younger women in my life. I got young women in my life. I do got young Drake. women. Drake! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, y'all know how hotline blink? Underage is just one thing. I've been drinking so much. 
I got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Some you, of my enemies you, looking you like mean, Freddy and Freddy. <laughs> you mean legal recourse is your enemy? That's always um, an enemy of the black man in America. So thank you for that oh, reminder. I low key thought Daniel. we wasn't gonna get a Drake joke in this week, but. But yes, you I know. Opened it for us. I don't have no, to no, write no, them no, anymore. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to have another podcast about that, too. <laughs> but knowing that if women are my life, they're younger than me, I will ask them questions. Like, yo, how does this relate to you and your life? Is this kind of accurate about this? I asked that to Leslie. I asked that shit to Katie. I asked that to Kayla. And how Audrey. was Homeroom? She did anything good in the cafeteria? Like, <laughs> yo, he mean, like. I have younger cousins. Is social studies as hard as I remember it was? <laughs> of course it is. I forgot most of that shit like most people after they graduate high school. So can you be a little more specific? We're the worst. We're the worst. I mean, it definitely is a little <laughs> bit older than um, a high school show. It's more of an adult problems type of show, but... No, of course. Sure. That goes well. It's for sure... Um, a young 18. It shows the importance of having female relationships, but also the funny struggles of having female relationships, too, because that's never easy either. So um, it's just a really funny show. I think anybody should check it out. It's not just for the women. Um, I think guys will find it comical, too. And yeah. plus, the characters are all pretty... Awesome to look at. I enjoy Cat well, Dennings. I'm excited to exactly. see her. I love her. She's there's never a Cat Dennings moment that's dull. She just makes it great. It, honestly, if you love cats, a cat faced person is way more beautiful to watch. No, the, when you the cat lady in the TV series is basically her Jiminy Cricket, her, her fairy cat mother, her fairy cat mother, yeah. or furry cat mother. <laughs> furry Daryl. life, baby. Word. But no, like that's one of the things I like the abstractness of it and how it kind of like doesn't break the fourth wall, fourth wall, but it's very meta. Because the cat lady is actually pay, played by Beth Grant. If you watch the mini project, she was the old weird lady in the um, office and whatnot. So I knew the voice and I saw her face and I was like, oh yes, that makes absolute sense. And she comes back in a role that kind of like suspends it from reality. But that's also part it's like of a the human. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I would yeah. say it would be the interest into her inner thoughts and whatnot for Cat Danins. Exactly, but when you also have her working at the Mexican resort, that can't be a cutaway when that everybody too, that's interrupts actually real life. Is too. true. So yeah, so it's like one of those things they have those little end jokes inside the series already. Mm-hmm. And for example, like um, Cat Danins, Jules' character, um, I've been. Friends with a lot of women in my life, and I seen that happen firsthand when a girl dates a guy and just ghosts. And then, as soon as they break up or her relationship falls through, she's back in the group. And it's just like one of them things where they're away, they're just like, Oh, we wonder how long before she's back, or how long. Not necessarily saying that it was hating on the relationship, but they just know this how she is, or this is how. Women tend to be sometimes in a lot putting of circles. Putting the entire um, relationship, putting, right? Yeah, before putting their relationship before everything. Exactly, you know? yeah. and it's one of the weird things. Like I never understood growing up, even when it came to guys. It was like, how could you just exile somebody in your life that made you who you were to get the person that you're with now? Because without my influence, you would not be you. So the fact that you take that element out of your life just because someone pops up is always weird. But then that's one of the weird things about humans. We have this bond called friendship and loyalty that to, in certain circles, no matter what you do, you always could come back to them. So it has that, that safety blanket or that parachute. Like, oh, all right, I'm falling, but 
I know I could go back years later and everything be cool. I think a lot of people take that for granted. And I like how they touch upon that, too, in this show. Not in no catty way, but just real organic way. Mm-hmm. When it came to Jules and Maddie played by Brenda Song. Right. And um, another thing is that they pointed out at the beginning and they don't really emphasize it too much because they want to show the growth in um, in Jules's character. But she really does lose herself in that relationship. And they show in the main scene that she's like just talking about this guy and his interests and wearing his clothes and living in his house. And she doesn't have any place to go. So it shows her growing and finding her own place and finding herself outside of that relationship and being in a, in a better place That's altogether. Randy. Um, so yeah, that kind of it, it doesn't do it uh, doesn't dwell on it too much, and it shows her growth. But so I enjoyed that little point too. Sorry. Word, now you good, girl? I was just gonna bring up a butter sock, but shit, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> May I ask, so who's everybody's? What's in y'all favorite episode or scene? Okay, Melanie. Um, man, that's hard to pick. I know. <sighs> I just rewatched. Most of it um, over the last two days, and I definitely got one off the top. And it's gonna be the Wizard of Oz episode. That shit was so meta, adorable, and it worked on all shapes, forms, and facets. And one of my favorite moments was one of the many cameos by Joey Lawrence at his party when they thought he died. But it was all part of the, I'm like, this is gonna be a part of the bit. Oh shit, he really. Wait, oh, it is part of the bit. Yeah. I like that. All the way at the end. Yeah, that was. That was a good scene, too. All of them, like I said, I. if you want to get hooked on the series, seriously, just watch the first ten minutes of it. It sells the entire thing. It sells the entire point. Um, one of the girls gets off the bus at the beginning, and she and immediately marries. Um, oh, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's just, it's really funny. Oh, it's fine. It's not um, well, pivotal she, to the main plot. Yeah, so um, I think that the, just watching the first ten minutes of it sold me on the whole series, and it kind of... Set the precedent of what it was going to be like. True. Um, and it's just been funny ever since then. Um, there's a scene in the uh, museum where they, she like, it's one of those cutaway scenes where it's the uh, cavemen and yes. she's like this unworthy mate and she's really not even unattractive at all. But anyway, it's, it's just a really funny episode. Hell yeah. Uh, what about you, Ross? Uh, I might have to go with uh, funny episode. One of my favorite episodes might have to be the fun episode. Which one was that? Uh, episode four when uh, Jules, when uh, Stella, uh, aka Shay Mitchell's mom came in. Aka into town. Emily. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Cause yeah, and she got labeled as the boring friend. But yet, by her mom, but when she's the friend that like no, I'm telling that Jules got Nate labeled as the boyfriend okay, amongst right. them, and she wanted to become the fun friend. When I ended up on that tugboat, bar. yeah, and Jules that did wasn't all really the, a bar. Yeah, and Jules always taking them yeah. to do all types of stuff. But one of my favorite moments might have to be when Brenda Song huh? helps Izzy come up with a story of how she gets what her. What was up with that? That was the weirdest situation because she was so. Fearful about not fitting in with people, she changed her name for the company and hung, just hang out with those girls. And that made so but much sense I, for Izzy's character too. I mean, it does. But then the the rebirth of her was a lie too. So it was like, so now in two years, are you going to come back and say like that that whole conversation was, was fake? There was no murder suicide. I just it, made all of that up too. Sometimes but it was a lot of make sure to tell everybody what her real name was. So yeah, I mean, I mean a lot was, of. A lie for a lie to expose the truth. It was still a fabricated Is it really wrong? Hell yeah. And, uh, like, show us your true self, Izzy. 
But not sometimes you don't know who's true and that's, you. And that's also another good thing, too, is because not only were we seeing Jules grow, we were seeing Izzy grow, which was a side story. But not just Izzy, everybody else, because there was... Oh yeah, the, all of their characters grew in friendship together, and it was just really awesome to see. And they went through so much, and um, you know, a lot of it was funny, a lot of it was relatable, um, and and yeah, it, it's hard being friends with other women, and it's and it's funny, and it's really like I said, it's relatable in that sense. Hell yeah, and it was so relatable that it was um, Hulu's best performing Ben series for a new program in. Last year, for real? Yeah, oh, that's, that's why well, I wrote it down. Definitely going to be a season two. No, no, no season two is now. confirmed. I was yeah. about to say that <laughs> season two is definitely coming. I don't know if it's ne- this year, but it's definitely going to be next year because they already yeah, said we're going to get that shit. Kelsey, I gotta I love your confidence it. when you say, "Yeah, that's why it's in my notes." Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't come here to bullshit a lie. I just come here to be black and fly. I'll give him that one. I'll give him that one too. Word. All right, so. Guess what? What's that? We like this show. <laughs> and if you like this show already and have seen it or are thinking about um, checking it out, do this. And if you already like it, we're about to give you our suggestion. And yo, check it out. And with me, I'm going to just start off by saying if you're a fan of Cat Dennis, I'm pretty sure you already watched this series. But I'm still going to recommend Two Broke Girls. Even though it's not on any streaming service, you only can watch that shit through CBS All Access, which is still some bullshit. But that's a streaming service. But still, but it's not. Every <laughs> other major program. No, no, no. Every other major program that CBS has, Big Bang Theory, like, like all that other stuff, you can find on TBS, Hulu, other networks. Uh, all streaming actually, services, except for Two Broke Girls. You can't find that Anywhere it's never been licensed to any. But something service. else also went to CBS because my sister tried watching. And CBS also, CBS so. access is new. So before this came out last year, you couldn't watch it on anything else. True. I know that's why I said it, baby. All right, I'll give you that word. You can't give me what I already got, player. Well, since you want to talk, yeah. tell us about your recommendation for oh, yo. Well, check it out. Well, my recommendation <laughs> will be uh, we be buried? ten things. Well, <laughs> yo, if I nah actually. Fuck that bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to say we bear bears because you said it. We goofing around. But My manipulation? Hell yeah. We bear bears. It's about uh three bears. A panda bear, a polar bear, a brown bear. Brothers living in life as uh, talking bears amongst humans. And Don't ask that, why. It works. And Cartoon that, Network. Thank you. Guys, I'm just kidding. And then they have um, we bear bear cubs. Oh, with that little kids it? playing three it's on three a, basketball. A, oh, that is low key. That's probably the only episode I want to recommend to y'all is the basketball <laughs> episode when they learned how to play basketball as little cubs just so they could get the court. I want to be a baller, you know, shot caller. My real recommendation is what I like about you, starring Amanda Bonds, and don't remember her name. Don't even remember her character, but she was. I in believe. Final I believe her character name was Jenny, and she was loved with Lou Perry's character. Yes. Or Jenna. 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 It was Jenna. Yes. She played a bit sister to Amanda Bynes' character on um, um, What, what I, like I Like About, about you. you. And I think her character actually name was Jenna too. And what else. It was. And they had a 90210 um, appreciation episode when Luke oh, Curry yeah, came back came in. Oh, yeah. came on the episode. Last being high school. High school. Which, I remember that This episode. was before he got killed on that Archie show. Yo, he died in real Shut life. Shut your face. That's mad. Because his son is... I'm going be honest. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> and... Uh, Jungle Boy, 
Luke Perry's son is a wrestler. I know you probably don't know. I haven't. I haven't um, followed wrestling since I was a child. But um, I can definitely. It was a part of my childhood, big time. Yeah, but you walk down to the World Arena and go to WWE wrestling. Oh no, he's not in WWF back then. Yeah, yeah, he's not in WWE. He's in a different company called AEW. But yeah, Luke Perry's son is a professional wrestler. And uh, life. Luke Perry used to, he's like literally was adamant, like he helped his son in the whole wrestling business. Like it was so much that like he, he was more embarrassed of his dad because his dad always came backstage and he was just like, dad, not wrestling etiquette and all that. But mm. yeah, Luke Perry was good father. Yeah. Word. So what about, what I like about you from Ross, Melanie, what would be your recommendation to all those other doll face fans out there listening to this podcast. Well, if you liked Dollface, I recommend watching Shrill. Um, there's two ep- or two seasons right now. Oh, um, yes. And yeah, the second season was just released pretty like, um, last recently. Last two weeks ago? Yeah, it's been within the... I'm yeah, only on uh, episode two of season two, so um, <clears throat> I can't really expound on that too much, but um, season one has another, uh, it's got A.D. Bryant, and um, she's another strong female lead. That SNL alumni. Yeah, so, um, and she's got her... Uh, uh, Girl Squad? Well, yeah, she does. She's got her team, but she's got her, I was going to say, she's got her um, SNL charm that we love about her, um, and yes. she's always very funny. Is that the same show where she's uh, learning, to, like, she's starting to sleep around and, like, getting her confidence? Yeah, and she's It's a, so good. It's right? called getting your groove back. She's um, embracing. She's selling it hard, and it's amazing. Yeah. I've only seen the A.D. Bryant stuff, and so good. Yeah, Word. It's, it's a pretty good show. So I recommend it, um, but yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We're going to wrap this son of a bitch up. I love you guys. Oh, and I would like to say thank you to everybody that's been commenting and telling us how much they love the Valentine's Day crossover episode. With Escaping Podcast. I did. I, I liked it. Um, thank you for having me on, too. That's of course, girl. Of course. my first Amigos well, help amigos always. And we'll Jake bring the dog. you onto escaping at some point. Okay. Yes, we'll definitely give you a heads up on that. And another thing, too. Cat Denny's character's cat is named Turtle. It's a cat named Turtle. Turtle. And it goes back to your uh, <laughs> point about how she was so dependent on her relationship that they watched Entourage together. So the Turtle. Dog, yeah, the dog name was uh, Ari or one of the other motherfuckers. Let me mean the, the best cat, character of that fucking and awful And a cat show. named Turtle. And cats and turtles are my two favorite animals. I'm not going to get into the, spe- the specifics of which ones. But you know that about me, so word. All right, guys. <laughs> Once again, Melanie, thank you so much for being a listener and a fan. We still don't have the official name for the listeners. We don't know. I don't know if we're gonna call them captors or captees or I don't know yo yo yos or yodelers or some shit. We gonna figure that shit one day. Figure it one day. But yes, as always, I'm Kelsey Show, aka Kelsey Greer. You know the greatest uh, Uchi in the world, Roscoe Tinkoya. Exactly, guys, and remember. Be one or be nothing. Love everything and love everyone, and including yourself. Yes. Blessings on blessings, guys. Take care. Take care, y'all. Bye. Late.